exhilarating 24 hours and it still feels amazing today Bengals win 19 to 16 I don't even feel like I need to ask you how you're doing this morning because I already know the answer well last night was unbelievable um I I really don't have where there there really aren't we're kind of on a high right now um there really are no words to describe the feeling of yesterday no words um our whole lives, we've seen games like that. They're up by 10. Some absolute BS play happens. Um, now, just to start off, I really do think that was a pick. I think he did have control of it, even though it hit the ground. Oh, it was 100% an interception. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, it was off a tip ball. Something like that always happens to us, and we always find a way to lose. But now, it's not Andy Dalton, Marvin Lewis anymore. They don't implode every time. Um, <clears throat> they found a way to win. It was awesome. I, I haven't felt that. I, that that was the best sports moment to my life to this point. Maybe except when Ohio State beat Oregon in the national championship. It's close. That's up there. That's up there. I will say this. Um, and I tweeted this after the game. That was the best moment, as you said, of my sports life. And I can't wait for it to be topped. Hopefully next weekend and in four weeks three 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 weeks potentially but that is for later this week because we're recording this before the bills and the chiefs even play so we can't even try no previous game and there's no reason to speculate who's gonna who knows who's gonna win tonight no one knows nobody knows i think it's gonna be uh i know i said the chiefs I thought the Chiefs would blow them out. Probably is going to be a good game based on what we've had so far uh, in the divisional round with the two games yesterday. But back to what we saw yesterday. I mean, where else to start other than what would have been the story if the Bengals had lost yesterday? And that is what in the utter hell was happening up front for the Bengals yesterday? I mean, we joked about all – we joked about it, you know, before basically you and me playing right tackle uh, on the right side of the line and right guard. But dear Lord, I mean, Jeffrey Simmons looked like I name a D, Aaron Donald, like on steroids, though. He looked like way better than Aaron. It was unbelievable. They had we talked about free rushers. I was thinking and I think you were thinking, too, <clears throat> the free rushers were going to be DBs. Not D linemen or linebackers or linebackers. Uh, everybody was running free. Um, and Joe was kind of holding the ball a little long. Yeah. But a couple of those sacks were definitely on him. But it, I mean, when you have nine, uh, you know, it, it, that's just how it tends to work. So, yeah. Hakeem, you, you know, looking at the PFF charted stats from yesterday, Isaiah Prince actually, and when you think about going back to the game, 
his Isaiah Prince's guy very often was not causing the trouble. It was whoever they decided to line up over Hakeem Adeniji almost always got in the backfield. Well, yeah, uh, Isaiah Prince on that first drive literally just let the dude run straight past him. Yeah. Um, but after that, he wasn't that bad. But Akeem Adenji was not good. <laughs> so Akeem Adenji, I think he got charted for eight pressures and three sacks. That is just nuts. He eight had a 21 and... grade on PFF. 21? 21. That's actually higher than I thought it was going to be. If you, give up eight, if you give up eight pressures and three sacks in one football game, they shouldn't even grade you. It should be just be like under 10, move on. But seeing all those stats just makes the fact that the Bengals were still able to get over 300 yards of offense yesterday even more insane because they lost 70 yards on sacks and they still got 300 yards. If they didn't allow 70 yards in sacks, they would have won that game by probably two touchdowns. Oh, at least. And this is what I, I – I was talking with random people at the bar yesterday um, because why not last time of mine. Um, and I, we were, I was saying like, you know, and they, and they weren't like fans of the Bengals, but they were fans of other teams. And, and even they admitted that Joe Burrow with even a league average O-line is, is probably a top five quarterback. He is a top five quarterback right now. <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm just saying, he has moved himself into like a Deshaun Watson. Without you know what I mean? Extracurriculars. Well, absolutely. But you know what I mean, though? Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson did the same thing with the Texans. They were terrible. He, he won them a playoff game. Um, Should have – I mean, he had them up 24-0 or 21-0 against the Chiefs. In the AFC. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just weird. Um, but – yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to see the ascent, and it's also awesome to see the Bengals win playoff games when they aren't playing well. They didn't play well yesterday. They didn't play well on, on offense. offense. On offense. On yeah. defense, oh, dear Lord. And we can wrap up on offense because outside yeah. of Jamar Chase being Jamar Chase, that 58-yard screen was unbelievable. That's why you draft a wide receiver that high. Uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, they got the job done. Joe Burrow survived and advanced, and that's all you can say on the offense. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, DJ Reader was – he looked like – name, insert, nose tackle who's in the Hall of Fame, Vince Wilfork. I was literally going to say Vince Wilfork. I, you know, you know, prime, uh, Indomitian Sue, something like that. He blew up. I'm, t- I'm, I'm not even kidding. Usually, you know, when you're watching the game, like a cat, you know, just casually, you don't really notice stuff like that. Um, it's really like when you watch film and the all 22 camera angle that you see stuff. But yeah, dear God, DJ Reader was three yards in the backfield almost every running play. You, and that, okay, so the fourth down, um, the, the fourth down where Derrick Henry got stopped at the end, I think DJ Reader took his guy 30 yards in the backfield. Right in the center probably didn't sleep last night because he's <laughs> having nightmares of DJ Reader just blowing his stuff up all afternoon. I mean, the Titans, it, it was so bad that the Titans had to do something that they don't usually do, and that's run outside. Yeah. And so I, you know, before before the game, I watched a bunch of just 
an ungodly amount of videos, an ungodly amount of preview videos. I, I was saying this earlier. I think I'm not even, I, I think that I watched more preview videos like in duration of time than how long the game lasted. Um, but uh, they were saying how Derrick Henry, when he runs outside the tackles, was averaging seven yards a carry. Um, and the Bengals shut that stuff down with, honestly, with ease. There wasn't really, he had a couple eight, nine yard rushes, but you're telling me as a tight, as a, as the Titans, you're not, you can't get a fourth and one with Derrick Henry and you can't get a two point conversion with Derrick Henry. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The Titans bad decision-making yesterday definitely played a role in the Bengals being allowed to take advantage of some of these situations. So like the Mike Hilton interception, I don't know why they're running a screen, um, taking points off the board and then trying to go for two ended up potentially costing them the game and just a myriad of other things throwing on the first play of the game. And it looked like the play design on that play was so bad. They only had two routes going to the right side of the field on that first play. So the Titans didn't do themselves any favors, but Looking at the stats, the Titans, who are – we talked about this last week, and if you watch football at all, you know the Titans love to run the ball and work everything off that. The Titans had 27 carries for 140 yards yesterday, which is bad. But if you look at in the context of this game, Derrick Henry with 20 carries for 62 yards. Yeah. If you'd have told me that – if you'd have told me – okay, let's be honest with ourselves – if you would have told me Derrick Henry had 20 carries yesterday, you're thinking at least a hundred, right? Yeah. At least. Um, because of the, because of the D line depth issues that, that D line stepped up. Josh Tupo did have to go out. Um, they kind of, uh, I listened to Zach Taylor's press conference last night and today he said that, um, they had to shut him down. Um, but hey, Zach, Kurt, Zach, oh, Zach, yeah. And Cam Sample. Uh, he said Trey Henderson, Hendrickson should be fine. Yeah. I think he's still dealing with that head stuff. <clears throat> I'm not really sure, but hopefully he's healthy because I don't want him to, <clears throat> you know, have that lingering stuff into next year with his head. Yeah. But um, uh, Zach Kerr played really well. Uh, the guy who they just signed basically off the street, he played pretty well. Um, and I mean, we got to talk about it. The linebackers played unbelievable. Um, Logan Wilson played great. Jermaine Platt Pratt played great. Um, the only person on defense that I think you could say maybe they didn't have a great game, but he still made a couple of really good plays was Chidobia Wuzier. Absolutely. And you could also, you could also probably say sometimes Eli Apple, but I, that's just going to happen with a guy like Eli Apple. Um, but this Jesse Bates is, you know, he didn't really play well all season. He's back. And, they're, they're not going to pay him this offseason. They're going to franchise tag him. We know that. Um, but if he keeps playing like this, fans are going to be really pissed, really pissed. I'm going to be pissed um, if they don't sign him to a long-term contract extension. Yeah. He, he more than earned his gold yesterday. I will say that one missed tackle on the long. Yes. Oh, my God. On Deontay Foreman. It yeah. was really bad. That was really bad. You know um, what? Um, I think that's okay, though, when you start off the game first play with a with a lurk. But, yeah, how awesome is it that all year what – and all offseason, I guess, what we kind of talked about was this evolution of the Bengals' offense. Okay, yep. the Bengals are going to score 20 points a game on everybody this year. 
And they go in, and these last two games, they've kicked four field goals on offense, and they've won it. You know, yeah, they kicked a field goal and got in position to kick the field goal with offense in this game. But defense has won these first two playoff games for them. Oh, hands down. The, and, and that's the scary part because if the defense clicks like this and the offense clicks like it did against the Chiefs or the Ravens or the Steelers, who's nobody has a shot. And, and, and it's crazy for me to say that, but it's like those Chiefs teams um, that first year they were really good. Their defense would play adequate, and then they'd throw for 400 yards and score 35 points, and nobody can – you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just really hard to beat somebody like that. Yeah. So next week I'm really, really looking forward to, you know, seeing who we play, and, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I, I, but I, I don't want to talk about that. I don't, Last night was – I'm just at a loss for words. So the now defense let's was crazy. Let, let's talk about the story of the game, and that is Evan frickin' McPherson. Evan McPherson goes four for four last night. He hits two. He hits two from 50-plus. He had a 52-yarder and a 54-yarder, and he hits a 45-yarder and a 38-yarder. Okay. There was a – but I remember this. Remember uh... – did you have in your mock drafts last year them drafting Evan McPherson or a kicker? I had him drafting a kicker, okay. not him. Okay. Um, so you are you are a part of the team that says it's okay to draft kickers. Because he is arguably one of the most valuable players on any team, a good kicker, and the Bengals are proving that this year. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it was awesome to see he called a shot. Um, he would have looked hilarious. like a real. He would have looked like a real ass, though, if he would have missed that kick. Um, I don't think the story would have been told. I don't think the story would have been told either. But yeah, it, it, it it's just it's awesome to see. It seems like everybody in this team has a little bit of an edge um, that they're kind of counted out, you know. Um, and it's funny. We're not no. using why not us anymore. Oh, I, I oh I know I know. But I'm just saying, like it seemed it's it seemed like that building up to this week because at this point. If you're in the AC championship, there's no disrespect. I don't care. You won two playoff games. Well, um, there's still going to be disrespect when they're seven and a half point underdogs next week against whoever they play. I agree. Um, and we will be taking the line or uh, the money line on that one. Um, but well, I've got a funny story for you about that in a second, but continue. Okay. Um, so it, it's just funny to me, you know, we've talked about the national media for the last how long have you been doing this 10 months yeah uh, you know and we really talked about it you know when we were doing the draft stuff and if they draft jamar chase it's just the Bengals being the Bengals, blah 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 and now time has come for those comments to be re- you know it, it's time to cash in those comments yep. and no one is stepping up and saying hey i was wrong no one's stepping up and it's annoying and also just a little little, little, little tangent here Everybody says that NFL teams take in steps. So Bills drafted Josh Allen. They made the playoffs, didn't win. Made the playoffs, won one. Made the playoffs, won two, or maybe win two this year. Joe Burrow says, F it. We're not, do, we're not, it's not taking us three years to win multiple playoff games. Joe Burrow, did you see this stat? Joe Burrow is the only quarterback ever 
taken first overall to reach his conference championship game in his first two seasons? It this turnaround and the Bengals, I, I and and you're not going to agree with me when I say this. Andrew Luck did it in his third year, right? I think so. Okay, it, Joe Burrow. Now the Bengals have way more talent than that Colts team did. Ooh, it's close. It's close. Yeah, that Colts team was pretty good. They were good, but I'm saying like Joe Burrow has turned. He he's having an Andrew Luck type turnaround of a franchise. Hopefully, he doesn't leave the Bengals like Andrew Luck did. The Colts. Well, they both they both got their uh, butts kicked um, uh, in the well. Andrew Luck literally had like twelve different injuries that were like career ending. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's it's just awesome to see that we finally get a quarterback that's elite. Yeah, he's got he is gosh darn elite. All right. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up: Do you think that? it played any role in the game specifically at that fourth and one at the end of the game, when the Titans went for it, instead of potentially kicking a field goal, I think it played any role in the game that the Bengals had a better special teams unit than the Titans did yesterday. Yeah. So (laughs) we, we were talking the whole time. We were like, it would be so damn funny for Randy Bullock to hit a 55 yarder to send the Bengals off in the playoffs. It would be the most ironic thing ever. Yes. And the great part about this is, is that the Bengals have never, okay. Shane Graham was good. And Mike Nugent was pretty good on those, on those playoff runs. The Bengals have never had an elite kicker and they've never had an elite quarterback since probably Boomer Esiason. Um, I guess Carson. An elite kicker. Nah. I, and I guess you could say Carson Palmer was for what, like no, a year? Nope. I know. Nope. Well, you're a certified Carson Palmer. I, I, that's I'm. The, you're the last person I should ask if Carson Palmer was good. Um, well, he wasn't. So. <laughs> you're just mad. Um, story there. He, he should be. He, he should be in the Ring of Honor. Um, he should be in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, it's it's awesome to see the two arguably most important positions is kicker. And quarterback and the Bengals have probably McPherson's probably a top five kicker already as a rookie. So I would argue he's the third best kicker, but you like this you well this love I, affair with the guy from Buffalo. No, no, well, Tyler Bass is very good. Um, I think the only there's three kickers better than uh Evan McPherson right now. Harrison Butker, uh Justin Tucker, and Daniel Carlson. I think Daniel Carlson is just as good as Evan McPherson. He made good as I would agree, but also Robbie Gold is up there too. He Robbie, uh, fun fact, uh, NFL fact. Did you see last night? Robbie Gold has never missed a field goal in the playoffs. Oh, he's gonna miss so many field goals next week. Well, when they play the Rams. Yep. No, I'm kidding. No, the Bucks are winning. Um, but uh, that's gonna be a freezing cold take after this comes out. Um, well, yeah, that's get that. Well, what what time is that game? Three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, moral of the story is in the playoffs, when you're the, the road team, you have to win the turnover battle, win the turnover battle and play good special teams football. And the one guy that we haven't mentioned yet that played his tail off yesterday. Trey Flowers. Trey, I, you read my mind. Trey Flowers. He, he was awesome yesterday. 
it is in okay i didn't i didn't realize this um i had to go to madden to figure this out because i was looking at the roster um for height and weight stuff trey flowers is six three dude he's big he is big and he's he played he plays gunner at six three like 210 he was flying down the field oh my gosh and it was <laughs> i i have not seen the bengals usually the bengals punt coverage is decent but he, him and Chris Evans were flying, flying. They, they didn't even have their best gunner yesterday, which is Stanley Morgan. Well, I think Trey Flowers might might have secured a spot next year, a roster spot, because of the way he played gunner yesterday. But imagine both the Bills and the Chiefs have really good returners. Imagine what it would, what boost it would be if you get Trey Flowers and Stanley Morgan as gunners against McKenzie or McCole Hardman. Absolutely, and you can get Chris Evans on that line to go down and try to make a tackle too. And yeah. you also have you also have Clark Harris burling down uh, the field trying to make a tackle. But um, the Bengals, I don't know if complimentary football is the right term to use because the offense and this might end up biting them in the ass next week against whoever they play. It probably will because let's face it, it's a step up in competition next week. Whoever they play. Oh. The Bills and Chiefs are two, three steps ahead of the Raiders and the Titans. Yes. Um, it might end up biting them in the ass next week, but they cannot continue to settle for field goals when they get down in the red area. Yeah, it's almost like they had that big play to Jamar Chase. You know, T. Higgins has a couple big catches, um, you know, other than his, like, six drops he had yesterday. But uh, yeah, I think they're doing a little bit of this. Yeah, it, it gets a little puckered um, in the red zone. I think they get ultra conservative, and I get that. You want to get points on the board, but let your, let Joe sling. Just just let him sling. Let Joey Burrow cook. Now, the problem with that is that teams are learn are knowing that hey, the Bengals' O line stinks. Oh, so we're going to blitz. So we're going to blitz the hell out of you uh, when you get close, and we're going to make you make. We're going to make you make a tough decision. Um, and the Bengals aren't comfortable doing that right now, which I don't really blame them. No, um, I wouldn't be comfortable either. I, I really wouldn't be, because Joe went – the Titans brought some blitzes yesterday that were just mental. Um, the Titans did a really, really good job against the Bengals yesterday when they went empty. Like re a really good job. Not yeah. only would they bring six, but they would stunt – um, that's how a, a bunch of those free rushers came in. Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, I mean, we, we talked about it, but dude, that man, he's a man. Um, he wasn't very good his first couple of years, but he is turning into a, a machine. And I want to apologize to the, uh, Harold Landry fan club. I talked some trash about him before last week saying his sacks weren't legit. Um, he's a very good player. Um, so. But Dupree is overrated though. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent, but. The good part is, is next week, the Bills and uh, the Chiefs don't have as good of a pass rush or a, or a front seven as, as the Titans did. So, yep. yep, they do not indeed. So last question before I give you trivia, who do you want to play, Bills or Chiefs? God, okay, so you sent out the poll this morning. Um, I said okay. Bills. Three to two right now. Let's, let's see. Yeah, I think – I think right now. Okay. The thing about playing Kansas city is the only person that's ever beat Mahomes in arrowhead in a big game 
has been Tom Brady, and that was by a face mask offsides. Thin margin. So, you know, I, I don't know. I would probably say the Bills just because Josh Allen has a chance to play bad. And I don't think Patrick Mahomes at this point, he's been rolling. He doesn't have a chance to play bad anymore. Either way, going to be a really difficult matchup for the Bengals next week. I, I, what do you I think? prefer to play the Chiefs. It's okay. a team already beaten. Um, and, you know, it, if weather plays any role, it's going to be a little warmer in Kansas City than it will be in Buffalo. That is true. You know, and I don't, you know, I don't really see a problem with that because it's cold for both of them. I realize the Bills are used to it. But since he still, since he practices outside <laughs> and it's like 20. Um, so, I, I thought we had an indoor facility. No, I think it's, uh, I think it's being built. I think Getting it's, it's going to be. Okay. It's going to be built with this Super Bowl money. <laughs> you know, Mike Brown and the Blackburns are going to just pocket all this uh, extra playoff money and not do shit with it. Excuse my excuse my language, but they're not going to do anything with it. Oh, maybe they can finally put TVs up in the concourse so I can watch the game. Or, or how about this? You lower concession prices a little bit, and not only that, you stop being a poverty franchise and you get skyline in your doors. You don't have gold star. That's the number one upgrade we need to make. Ridiculous. Why are we selling gold star at the stadium? That is poverty. Um, and, and, and that's me being nice. No offense to anybody who likes gold star. It's just not as good. Like, as skyline. No, no offense to those people. If you like gold star, you have, you're just desecrating the name of Chile. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a little uh downgrade sucks. Yeah, I, I wish what I wish would happen is I wish the Reds marketing team and, and everything that has has to do with inside the stadium would just be hired by the Bengals in the fall and the winter, and they could just do both. Yeah. And then the Reds can hire the Bengals uh <coughs> team management people to help them win games. And you net you if I would have told you that two years ago, you would have you would have laughed. I would have laughed you out of the room. Well, I probably would have said, I don't think either one of them knows what they're doing. So, uh, <laughs> which I mean, to be fair, we st- the jury's still out. The jury is still out. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm all in. Um, so you want them to play the Bills? I yeah. I think the Chiefs. Uh, either way, I mean, either way though, you pick your poison. Yeah, uh, you know so. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Um, yeah, probably die. And Gold Star sucks. We figured out a lot of good things on today's yeah. episode. Uh, the Sunday Scaries edition of Average Shows. Um, trivia question for you. So Evan McPherson now has eight, eight field goals this postseason. He is eight for eight. Um, who is the all-time career leader for most field goals in the postseason? Adam Vinatieri. Oh, that didn't take you very long. It is Adam Vinatieri, and it's Adam Vinatieri by a lot. How many? <laughs> Tell me. Well, Adam Vinatieri's got 56 oh. all-time field goals in the postseason. I want okay. you to guess what the next person has. Uh, what era? It's our era. He actually just retired last year. Steven Goskowski? 
He's next. Well, bo- he well, they're both Patriots guys, so no wonder they're at the top because they freaking play four games a year. Well, I, I guess they used to play three. Um, I'm going to go like 35 or something. He's got 41. Okay, that yeah. is a 15 field goal difference. He's got 15 more than him. So that – and Adam Vinatieri also holds the single postseason record with 14 in one postseason. Okay. So, I hope we're not kicking a lot more field goals. I'm be honest with you. I hope that record, Adam Vinatieri keeps that record. So all good team field goals in one postseason. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's, That's nuts. Um, on the other side of things, the 49ers beat the Packers last night. So we're still potentially going to get Bengals Niners in the Super Bowl for a third time. It would be that would. That would be a dream come true because the Bengals exposed them. And we're this is far down the road, but they exposed them in that fourth quarter. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals were favored in that Super Bowl. We are allowing ourselves to dream of these things because they are officially possible because the Bengals are <laughs> one win away from going to L.A. in February. And uh... – and I, and I sent you a little Snapchat this morning. Um, Skip and Shannon on Undisputed. Skip, Skip and Shannon are, uh, you know, they're going to have to take a back seat because Average Joe's pod is going to be on FS1 from uh, 8 a.m. To, to or 9, 9 a.m. to uh, 12 p.m. I'm just going to live stream my whole life for those two weeks if the Bengals are able to pull it out next <laughs> against the Bills or the Chiefs. Regardless, we will be back later this week to preview whoever it is. Um, And we're one win away from the Super Bowl. Oh, the funny story I wanted to tell you. So right after the game ended last year, Bucks, Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I took two Super Bowl futures. I want you to guess the two teams that I have Super Bowl futures on. Is it the Niners and the Bengals? (laughs) The Niners and the Bengals. How much? What, what, What are the odds? Plus fourteen hundred on the Niners, okay. Plus seven thousand on the Bengals, and you put ten on the Bengals. You win seven hundred. Ooh, so you are going to be a, a wealthy, wealthy man. Let's pray. Not a wealthy. Man. That is going to be one heck of a Friday night if the uh, that next Friday when the Bengals win. It might be that Sunday night. <laughs> Lots of double wells. Um, yes. Well, you can get 350 of them if they're $2 <laughs> double wells. <laughs> they might They might say that I have to go if I do that. <laughs> yeah, um, they might say that after 10. Regardless, it feels pretty damn good to be sitting right here right now. Oh, yeah. I am. I'm excited. <laughs> I, my excitement knows no bounds. I am ready for Sunday. Three o'clock, but we'll be back later this week to preview yep, yep. that has to do with whoever the Bengals play on Sunday. So with yes, that, and also one, one more thing, one more thing, one more set. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I wanted to say this before the preview: big um, rest period for the Bengals because they get one extra day than the yep. other team. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I wanted to say that before we ended. Let's have like six overtimes tonight. I think. Yes, I would love that. Love yeah. It. Yeah. Like physical three, game, physical. Three to three, physical, like six overtimes. 
Clyde, I want Clyde, I want Clyde Edwards Elayer to get like 30 carries, and I want Devin Singletary to get like 25 carries. I think each offense should run at least 150 plays tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just let's go, go no huddle the whole game. Let's go Oregon. Let's go Oregon or like a Tennessee hurry up offense. Just snap yeah, a play, a play, seconds. play every 12 seconds. Every 15 seconds. We need a snap tonight. <laughs> oh, all right. Geez. That's all, right. all we got. Yeah. We will see you later this week. Who day? Who day? Who day?